What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This is part three of our flabbergasted one-shot, so make sure you listen to the first two parts before continuing on with this episode. does a great recap for the story so far, so I will hand it over to him. But before I do, remember, every protagonist has the four following traits, bravado and persuasion, culture and etiquette, creativity and passion, and wit and sharp. When asked to make a check, the player must create a dice pool of d6s equal to the number of points they have in the related trait, then roll it. For example, if you had two points in bravado and persuasion, you'd roll 2d6 when making a bravado and persuasion check. Rolling a 5 or a 6 counts as a success. 4 or below is a failure. The game's director will indicate how many successes are required in order for an action to be successful, with one success being a moderate challenge, all the way up to three successes being a daunting challenge. And that's it. That's all you need to know to play Flabbergasted. A massive thank you to Zach from Realms of Peril and Glory for running this wonderful game of Flabbergasted. Realms of Peril and Glory is an actual play podcast of big laughs and big heart. They jump from one setting to another and devour as many game systems as they can get their hands on. Realms of Peril and Glory is packed with gorgeous original music and glorious sound design that sweeps up listeners into stories of their incredible cast. As someone who loves a lot of different RPG systems and is a fan of gripping stories, I can highly recommend checking out Realms of Peril and Glory. They have something for everyone. Be sure to check out Realms of Peril and Glory on their website. That's www.realmspod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Naturally, there are times in this one shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way... Let's play Flabbergasted. Welcome back to What Am I Rolling, everyone? My name is Zachary Fortescom, and I will be your game master today. We are here on this fantastic podcast playing Flabbergasted, a marvelous game by the Wanderer's Tome that you can pick up right now. You can get your own copy by going to the link in the podcast description. This game is, of course, by Fleur and Chelsea Sciortino. Let me now introduce you to the four fabulous players who are joining us today, starting with the one, the only, the originator of this podcast. It's Fiona! Yeah, I come in, I take off the dressing gown, I start to do the fighting dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we square up and do dukes at each other like yeah. a fighting game. Yeah, Ooh, Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Fiona. I use she, her pronouns. And yeah, I'm back again for another session. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm playing Melanie Chisholm, uh, the Bohemian. And yeah, I've reopened my tabs and all my song lyrics. So don't worry, guys. <laughs> I'm prepped for this episode. I believe it. Next up, we've got the one, the only, James. Hello, my name is James Barbarossa, uh, and I'm from Realms, as has 
uh, Zach and Liz, and I'm very happy to be here. I'll be playing Arkwright, the uh, staff archetype, the the butler to Lady Dora Pebbledash. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be sassy, and both of our pronouns are he, him. Next up, you know them, you love them, it's Jane! Hello! Hi, I am Jane. My pronouns are they, them. I like playing games, so I'm very excited to be here. I am playing Anne Figgy Fitzroy, a aristocrat with perhaps more money than manners. And last but certainly not least, it is Liz. Hi, everyone. I'm Liz Campbell. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, and today I'm playing Miss Dora Pebbledash, uh, which is the well-to-do playbook. <laughs> so last we left off our collection of ne'er-do-wells, I'm going to say. Consider it. I feel like that's actually letting you off a bit light. Very well-do-wells. You do well and you do poorly. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you do bad things. Our players are members of the RSPA, the Rufal Sp No, Rufal Spotters of Pretty Avians. There that it is. is. There yes. It is. Yes, we knew that. There As opposed is. to the horrific and horrible Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. Fuck 'em. Yeah. Yes. yeah fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, you all participated in the right, great, and magnificent bird-watching jamboree that took place in Eventide Park. You thoroughly thrashed the competition, um, leaving a child, uh, child Viscountess to drift in the lake. You frightened a professor. You tarnished the reputation of... Wanda Scoggins, star of stage and screen. Uh, and of course, you utterly humiliated Lord Sanjay, the head of the RSPB, and his second in command, Dame Pippa Basilweather, uh, who normally always walk away with the crown in the uh, birdwatching jamboree, but not today not with the rspa on the trail i'm not going to apologize for anything we did to any of them <laughs> i'm not gonna do it before we head into the next adventure with these uh, mischievous miscreants we're gonna do a little leveling up so there are uh, some beautiful leveling up mechanics in this game and they're incredibly simple you can either pick a new scene cue, which are some of the special powers, or I say powers like they're magic, but special abilities that the uh, PCs can do, or you can upgrade an existing one. Uh, and then another thing you can do, you can do either or of these things, is you could also, if you wanted, level up a character trait of your choice. So this would be your bravado or persuasion or your culture and etiquette, uh, and you can level them up to a maximum of four character points. And then finally, what you can do is earn a nickname. Everyone at the end of the episode, quote-unquote, earns a nickname uh but you all just decide on them together so we're gonna do that right now first and foremost i'm gonna go around to each of you could you let me know what you have upgraded in your character and then maybe suggest a nickname and then we'll go into open discussion about 
and you can suggest a nickname for other people. I don't care. Oh, right. uh, that's what I was going to say. A nickname for us? So. Let's say for others, and then we'll do an open discussion about nicknames. And I'm going to go in reverse order to those intros. So I'm coming your way, Liz. Right. Okay. So I have uh, decided to upgrade my wit and sharp. Ooh. Yes. Uh, not, I think, because Dora is particularly clever, um, <laughs> but she's certainly very bold. So I've gone for that. And then in the scene cues, I have chosen a new one, uh, which is uh, the scene cue Silver Spoon, uh, which says you may not be an aristocrat, but being born into a wealthy family meant you moved in the same circles. Aristocrats and other affluent people will be amenable to helping you out. Marvelous. And what nickname would you like to suggest, Liz? I'm going to suggest one for my dear valet, Arkwright. Uh, and I'm going to suggest the rabble rouser. Because uh, he twice, <laughs> twice tried to form unions on my dollar. That's so true. Uh, so, that is scandalous. Yep. So I think anytime he tries to do that, he'll get an advantage. I think that's only right and proper. Interesting. I mean, Just, as an aristocrat, I don't think that's right and proper. But, you know, no, as Liz Campbell, I do. Just for everyone at home, as we're recording this, the actors union has just declared a strike. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, the thought of labor movements and uh, strikes and such things are on the brain. So I was just going to say, I love the idea if I turn on TV after this news, because obviously last time we recorded, there was some big breaking news after we finished recording. If I turn on the news and I just see James in front of like, leading the strike, I'm like, I knew it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Jane, what have you changed uh, on your character and what nickname would you like to suggest? Figgy has also upgraded her wit and sharp because she learnt some things from our little bird-watching escapade. <laughs> uh, and one of the things uh, that she's learnt is also the scene cue that I've upgraded, which is a surprising skill. And she now has the surprising skill of photography. Ooh, nice. Very good. And the nickname? A nickname, I think, uh, I think I would like to nominate uh, Dora for the nickname of thumper which is one of the birds that we found <laughs> but also dora if i remember correctly knocked well was instrumental in knocking a few people into the lake yes and taking on our yeah taking out our foes yeah amazing. i love it amazing uh fiona what have you got all right so i uh, as melanie i have upgraded my culture and etiquette because i feel like as bohemian i've been surrounded by obviously these wonderful chaps and chapesses and those in between uh i'm like well i've gained something out of that i guess uh on top of that i've also taken the scene cue uh, a surprising skill <laughs> not similar to figgy though although i love the idea of photography uh it is mimicking bird calls i've decided to go for because <laughs> we were it makes sense being very musical and that sort of thing so i think will that come up yes gosh wouldn't that have been super <laughs> handy last episode <laughs> so handy. I, I always just i learned them straight after we've done them it's yeah. fine yeah. i mean <laughs> like, that tends to be how one learns too that's exactly fair. amazing and i was going to uh hmm so who? So people's names. Uh, well, Figgy, I'm guessing, uh, hasn't had a nickname yet. Uh, so I was thinking, after just imagining uh, the, uh, her on the the big swan with the the pedalo and like going striking ahead, I was just thinking, your saber. I, I was just thinking Bodicea, just randomly <laughs> in my head. So I just like that idea that that I'm just like yeah. Oh. Amazing. Every time she leads us into battle, we'll <laughs> use that nickname. Rusty old sword king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and James, uh, what have you got? Uh, I think I'm going to upgrade bravado and persuasion. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because I had three in that and now I might as well max out what I'm relatively decent at. And to go along with my bravado and persuasion, I have picked Disarming Charm because I feel like despite not being a necessarily flirty character, I feel like Arkwright uh, and his negotiation skills... Um, his ab ability to put on a performance somewhat is due a powerful upgrade, even if it, as the description says, might get a bit messy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And the nickname you'd like to suggest? In terms of nicknames, I don't know how I would formalize this into, say, a nickname, but like I can't help but compare when scrolling through the the like fanciful words in included in this book to help you improve your um, flashy language. I can't help but but think of 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 Mel and Mellifluous as being um, mm. being one and the same uh, as in a sound that is sweet and pleasing as, oh. a, as a musician. So thank you. I'll take that. Can I ask what do the nicknames do, if anything, mechanic wise, or are they just like a nice fun thing? What a good question. Oh. <laughs> it's page 42, Zach. Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, page 42. I just I don't think up. they do anything. They do, in fact. What? Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> like a lot. That's, yeah. So, they function a bit similarly to uh, scene cues. You can think of them like an ability uh, that is unique to you and your protagonist. They'll automatically allow you to succeed in what you are trying to do. You can invoke them to automatically succeed in what you are doing. But of course, like everything, it might not result in your desired outcome. Uh, and you can only use it for actions that you can at least vaguely tell me how it relates back to the nickname. Right, right, right. And you can only use them once per session. Interesting. That makes sense. See, I too did not know that, but I'm not the DM, so that's not my job. <laughs> and do we all still have lucky coins from last time, or did we all use them up? They go at the end of the session, uh, but, you know, I'm going to remember this time that we're going to give them out regularly. <laughs> uh, I did remember. So, no, those those reset. Beautiful. So yeah, does anyone have any other suggestions for nicknames before we move on? Or are we going to just accept those four that we were given? I mean, I'm enjoying the Rapple Rouser. Yeah, I like mine. Yeah, so I think they're pretty, happy. pretty solid. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Very good. Amazing. You happy with yours, Jane? I am indeed. Sounds great. Fabulous. Well, while we're at it, why don't we just carry right on into things? day begins early in Peccadillo, as always. The giant statue of Coq de Lune is in Picado Circle. Uh, this gleaming, enormous bronze of this uh, giant cockerel stood atop the moon uh, is the pride and joy of the district Picado Circle, where we find many different museums and galleries, and also the incredibly wealthy of the city. This is old money territory. Could I get a little description from you, Jane, about what your family estate looks like. So it looks relatively unassuming from the street. And be, mm. I mean, in context, you know, it's only like three or four houses wide, not not 70. And it's, you know, it's, it's a, a very old, rich brick, like it's old money brick. 
Yes. Uh, and there is just a plain door in a slightly dark blue. But but once you sort of go through the door, you go through, you know, several sitting rooms, you go over quite a lot of kitchens, uh, you know, past the, the snooker rooms and those things. <laughs> and then actually once you get to the inside of the, the house, in inverted commas, there's actually this big, enormous, wide atri- open-air atrium in which uh, there is a swimming pool and a horse and a horse. Stables, uh, several several Dalmatians, uh, <laughs> and, and it's lovely. And on this particular morning, there is also a table that's been set up because Figgy fancies having breakfast outside. Oh, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, you hear the gentle... Uh, or rather, you don't, but the audience hears the gentle pitter-patter of feet moving around the house. But never are any figures seen, as the staff of this home knows all too well how to keep themselves to themselves. Uh, Figgy, what are you enjoying for your breakfast today? Well, there was a little bit of confusion, because Figgy sat down at breakfast and there was no food there. Uh, and she was just not quite sure what to do about that. But she she looked around. She sort of got up and went to talk to the horse. And when she came back, there was food. So she's <laughs> she's having a lovely, lovely fruit salad. Oh, good. Which is fantastic. And, you know, sharing it with the horse, as you do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. There are several fruit that nobody's ever heard of in this fruit salad. Yeah. And none of them are in season in this particular part of the world. They're lovely. It's delicious. They couldn't even grow there. Could not even grow there. <laughs> That's amazing. As you were enjoying your uh, fruit salad of many different exotic uh, flavors from around the world, uh, you, you share some with the horse. And as you kind of turn back around to see the, you know, just glance at the backside of your your enormous palatial house, um, you see that next to your fruit salad. Uh, the the large bowl of more fruit salad that you can help yourself to because you have plenty is a pristinely pressed golden envelope. Oh, this is interesting. I, I look around for the you know stainless silver um, <laughs> letter opener, which, which has been which has been placed gently next to it. <laughs> oh, I, I and I. I I, I waste no time opening this very exciting envelope. <laughs> Amazing. You rip into the envelope, which you see is addressed to the uh, rueful spotters of pretty avians, <laughs> your uh, social club that you are a part of. And you pull it out and it says that you it is a grand invitation with curling embossed gold and leaf. This feels um, to you absolutely normal, Mm. uh, but to everyone else, immaculate. And it says that you have been invited to attend Her Royal Highness Princess Marjorie Chen's celebration of the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds tonight at the Royal Modernist Gallery, which you know to be just down the road. Oh, oh, I, I have always liked Marjorie. She was, she, <laughs> she's, a, she's a good egg. She is a good egg. Could you roll me a uh, culture and etiquette oh, just to I kind can. of see what you know about princess marjorie chen 
So I get one success. Okay, fabulous. One success is enough for me to tell you that Princess Marjorie Chen uh, is in fact the next in line to the throne. She is a very important member of the royal family. And she is the patron of the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. So it is her money that funds the society. Anything else you'd like to do with all this information? Uh, no, I think my first priority is to let the rest of the society know. Of course. Um, How do you find a phone in your house? <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout phone and wait. Uh, I, phone. I don't think I even shout phone. I, I, I look to the skies and I sort of go, ring, 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 ring. And then a phone appears right beside me. <laughs> you look up, no phone. You look down, a phone has appeared. <laughs> a a white gloved hand disappears swiftly into, oh, the, yeah. into the mist. <laughs> Yes, and I, I pick it up entirely wrong, so sort of holding it almost at arm's distance and just shouting into it, assuming that whoever I was thinking of is there. Uh, Cora, darling, did you hear the news? No, you haven't. I've got the news. Would you like to hear the news? <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> so they've dialed Dora? I, I presume they have. Okay. <laughs> On the other side of the city, we are going to move over to the other side of the city in the Grand Coq du Monde Hotel. Resident to the one and only American aristocrat, Dora Pebbledash. Mm -hmm. And her ever, uh, ever, what's the word here? Patient companion, <laughs> Arkwright. Uh, where do we find both of you on this fine morning? Well, it depends how early it is. How early is it? What time do you think Figgy gets up? Oh, silly early, like, yeah. you know, 5.30. <laughs> I'm going to say it's about okay. six, seven, let's say seven. Seven a.m. I mean, Arkwright's preparing breakfast mm -hmm. for Miss Pebbledash. Mm -hmm. I don't know where Miss Pebble Dash is. Miss <laughs> um, Pebble Dash has returned back to the hotel room about an hour ago. Oh, um, she's currently fast asleep, snoring heavily um, on just a couch in the living room, completely ignoring the lovely turned down bed that you've uh, uh, made sure was set up for her. Um, there is some kind of uh, glossy woman's fashion magazine that is glued to her face, um, <laughs> wetened with spilled champagne. There is oh, a empty God. magnum of champagne just rolling on the ground. I don't know how long ago we actually did triumph over the um, RSPA. It would have been about like three or four days ago. Great. I've been celebrating since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, End of a binge. Yeah. yeah. It's not a glamorous sight. <laughs> But it has been made glamorous. Yes, by, by my shrink presence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, at about seven o'clock in the morning, as you're preparing breakfast and you are just in from a night out, um, next to your head on a delightful little trestle table is an ear piercing shriek from a telephone right in your ear. 
Dora. It rings once and Arkwright has it. Yeah. Once it goes and it's off. It's gone. <laughs> Just pulls it so close to his Hello, this is the... <laughs> Figgy is on the other end. <laughs> Hello, Dora, darling. Oh, goodness. Um, it's actually uh, Arkwright, Duchess. Um, Sorry, who? Um... It's Arkwright, uh, Lady oh, yes, Cumberbatch's yes, yes, valet. Yes. Yeah, yes, valet. Yes, Sorry. Great. What? What? Oh, I. My telephone machine seems to not be working properly. <laughs> no, I it's, was it's okay. I to speak to Dora. It's okay. I'm answering for Dora. She is currently uh, resting. What? But she's missing the best part of the day. Oh, no, this is not... Oh, dear. You must come over. We'll go riding sometime. I, I believe Lady Pebble Dash believes the best part of the day is approximately two in the morning. So possibly different windows of um, operational oh. uh, capacity. I see. I, I've... It's quite flummoxed me, that idea. No... That's OK. I have, I have very important news, nonetheless. Marvellous. I shall let her know. Do, wait... <laughs> What, what is the news? Okay, I mean. okay then. No, no oh, what no. is the news that I can oh, let right. her know? Yeah. The, the princess, you know, <laughs> the princess. I'm. Which one? Oh, sorry, that part. Has is throwing a party in our honour. Oh. After our fantastic, well-deserved, entirely, uh, you know, entirely reasonable and correct win that we had at the birthday. Yes. Spot. Just, just for the sake of the listeners, I don't think anyone's... Uh, we don't see the wink that Figgy does to down the phone, but I appreciated it nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> the princess, wink. <laughs> right. Um, princess Marjorie. Yes. Yes. Um, a, a party in our honour. Did someone say party? Oh. <laughs> Dora's suddenly full upright, oh, right inches from your face, Arkwright. I was really hoping that I would be able to conceal this in some way, <laughs> but I suppose, uh, yes, the Duchess of Adelaide is on the phone. Oh, Figgy! Hi, Figgy! Uh, she says hello. Dora! you finally gotten through to Dora. It's worked. It always yeah. works perfectly. It always <laughs> works. Uh, it just happens. It does. Every time. Uh, Dora, you should see the calligraphy. It's very good. Suggests an excellent party. Party? Arkwright? Yes. Uh, Are you keeping a party from me? No, you were a, you were unconscious, <laughs> madam. Lies and slander. Okay, so it's a, a party for the Princess Marjorie, or by the Princess Marjorie, oh. in honour of the uh, the <clears throat> the winners of the for us, Dora. It's for us. The bird watching champery. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're great. Mm. Mm. Take that, Sanjay. Um, <laughs> what you also, I don't know if you might have spotted it, but it does say it is the in celebration of 
the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. You've just been invited. Yeah. <laughs> I did not read that at all. That is, those are I not did the not. words I saw on my invitation. <laughs> yeah. And I've not been told that by Figgy. Yeah. So, so we oh, think it's a celebration of us. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, I mean. It's absolutely for us. They just perhaps got it a little bit wrong. We maybe shouldn't have had such close acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Can, can Arkwright roll a wit and sharp, perhaps, to determine whether or yeah, not? Yeah, if you want, I'll I'll ask for three successes for intuiting this thing that you have not to seen. Out the patron of a different society might be, you know, throwing the party for that society. Reading in between the lines of what Figgy has sent in. You're <laughs> Zach. I got a four, two, fives, and a six. Four, two, fives, and a six. <laughs> I got a four, you two, have five, successfully six, read between the lines that Figgy is not. Um, um, I don't think the word lying is appropriate. I think just convinced unaware. of another truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it does rather occur to me that perhaps the Princess Marjorie may well, at the very least, invite, if not heavily feature, uh, the the society of her own patronage, uh, the RSPB. Um, and Arkwright makes the sign of the cross. <laughs> Knowing the, like, the, like, negative psychic energy that has spawned itself yep. upon yep. 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 This bringing this acronym up at 6.30 in the morning amongst these two people. Um, <laughs> Arkwright. Yes. Arkwright. Oh, right. Um, Dora, Dora unsteadily gets up off the couch. Things start dropping, smashing okay. like a push. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right. No. What? Yes. What you need to understand, oh, right, is that mm. we yeah. are the winners. Right. <laughs> and the RSP, the, mm. the RSP, the other mm. ones. Yes. <laughs> the Royal Society. Oh, yeah. Sh- Mm. They are the losers. Damn. No one would throw a party for losers, Arkwright. Well, ipso um... facto, <laughs> this is a party for us. Well, it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's a royal event, and <laughs> I can't help but I can but hear her agreeing on the telephone. Okay. <laughs> Splendid. Never mind. <laughs> party. You get a lucky coin for the use of ipso facto. Ipso um, facto. I, I think I think Dora just shouts the word party and stumbles into the bedroom to get dressed <gasps> for a party. You fucking oh love this game. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> Incredible. I presume Figgy is intending on also calling Mel and informing her. Yes, but I, Figgy is slightly aware that Mel is one of those Bohemian types, so holds off until midday because she has this very firm belief that Bohemian types don't get up until midday. Of course, that's six uh, hours away. <laughs> garden to mulch i have yeah some dogs you've got, to walk. You've, I've got tons it'll of take to me do. that long to pick an outfit it'll be fine when and where is this party this has not information has not been shared <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... yo you you have no clue that's fine <laughs> right we're living on island time i see so <laughs> yeah. i know i made the right choice giving the invite to figgy <laughs> <laughs> the party is 
is that the time when the car or the cart comes to your <laughs> front door and picks you up? What, what right. Where else is going to be? Right. Exactly. Oh. He knows. <laughs> we will move over to Farago Way, home of many of the artists and bohemians of the city. Hours and hours go by as, you know, many different people go through their day, begin their work, nearly end their day, and then Figgy phones. <laughs> Uh, before the phone begins to ring, what kind of morning has Mel had? Well, in true fashion, uh, similar to Dora, has also been out all night, but has been out uh, playing the bars, so to speak. Uh, So had come home late after a a rather triumphant uh, sort of uh, going around. But she has got to that point now where she's starting to recycle older pieces of music, which have, you know, it's almost like she's now the cover artist so she'll be there with the piano and she's like uh because we want to because we want to why are you gonna play that song so loud <laughs> and carry on from that um and, but as we'll have as figgy has rightly thought has slept in past midday so uh it, the the telephone uh, should it go off downstairs in the boxing ring will wake her up uh just in time i think but we'll wake up with all the sheets of music going oh and it's just all over the place as you hear the the music not the music as you hear the um phone ringing downstairs amongst <laughs> the sounds of various men going oh oh yeah Whoa. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, you hear the piercing, shrill sound of a boxing ring phone, and you know intrinsically it is for you. Right, and I, I will, uh, in in great style, sort of tumble out of bed, like tumble into various clothes that are on the floor in my floor robe, and appear upright, <laughs> and make my way downstairs <laughs> to uh, pick the phone up before one of those uh, ruffians gets there first. And I'll be like, uh, "Hello, uh, Melanie uh, Chisholm, music extraordinaire. I do parties, christenings, and sweet sixteens." <laughs> Uh, Figgy sort of jumps right in before letting you finish the sentence. Mel, Mel, Ducky. Oh, Figgy, darling. How are you? How is the music? Have you been working on that operetta I suggested? Yes, yes. It's it's. Uh, and I look all over where the notes have all fallen down. It says yes, yes. It's going right along. It's uh, it's. I, I almost finished the last bar, so you'll have it uh, Im- immediately, my dear. Oh, fantastic, wonderful. Much to celebrate today, then. Also to celebrate. Yes. We are going to a party thrown in our honour tonight. Oh. I mean, Arkwright suggests it might not be entirely an our honour, but oh, well. I mean, I'm not sure. He, he's, he's, he's not part of high society. He doesn't know these. He doesn't know the nuance behind oh. these things, does not he? Not like you two. No. Oh. no. Yeah. Certainly not like me. <laughs> Arkwright psychically cringes from somewhere across the city. Like somewhere in the hotel, Arkwright's carrying a pile oh. of towels and just mm. drops them and goes, oh. There's oh, a disturbance in the forest. I'm getting a migraine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. A, a, a party of some sort. Oh, that's great. Well, do you think they need any sort of entertainment or anything? I could bring along... Uh, oh, no, uh, no, 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 dear. Not tonight. No, tonight we are the entertained. This is our party. Oh, oh, so it's not a gig. Brilliant. Oh, oh I don't... Wow. Great, great. Yes, well, I'm sure I could find some finery and stuff and uh, uh, and uh, escort yourself. And uh, I assume Miss um, uh, Pebbledash is going as well. Yes, yes, it's for the whole society to, you know, celebrate our great win earlier oh, in the fantastic, week. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I, well, I, I, yes, I accept. <laughs> Excellent. I'll have the car pick you up 
when it's time to be picked up. Oh, <laughs> oh great. I've, uh, so it's, I just stay outside the boxing ring then, shall I? Or shall I come to oh, you? Good. Yes, I suppose you, you could come to me if that's what the young people are doing nowadays. Yes, great. Jolly good. <laughs> where, where do you live again, Figgy? <laughs> you can't miss it. Just go to the Coq de Lune. Right. And mine is the blue door. Blue door. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's loads of houses with blue doors around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, I was going to say, because um, Figgy's not told me what time, I go, well, I must go straight there then. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so it's about three in the afternoon. You've got yourself ready. You've arrived at the Cocteloon. And you'd see a bunch of, I, I assume, blue doors of various different... They're all blue. They're oh. all blue. The, none of them are... There's one... They're all different shades of blue. Yes, but only <laughs> one of them is sapphire blue. And you <laughs> should know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see all these doors and I go, blue, blue. If I was blue, I'd be deep, I'd be die. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, I've got to write that one down. <laughs> write down, down, that one down. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And eventually you do find your way to uh, Figgy's palatial estate. Uh, what sort of time are, are... Is Dora waiting for a car? Or is Dora going there? Dora has spent some hours trying on outfits, um, throwing every piece of clothing she has out of the closet and onto the bed, the floor. I assume more than once she's like left the room for a second. Arkwright's done his best to put everything back in the cupboard, at which point she's come and thrown it all out. Um, she's finally settled on an outfit. Yeah. Um, yes, I mean, I guess one just summons a car. One just... <laughs> Arkwright. Yes. Arkwright, now that I look fabulous. Right. Uh, we should go to a party. We are awaiting the car. I'm sorry. That will be sent when the party is, when it's time for the party. Waiting is a concept yes. I am unfamiliar with. So we are, it is not, the party is not starting presumably until the car, the party doesn't start until we walk in. Um, yes. And we can't walk in until the car arrives. And when right. we sent the car by the Duchess, once the time for the party has indeed arrived. I presume she knows when. And I'm suddenly realising <laughs> perhaps that that is where the flaw in this plan lies, but <laughs> we cannot leave until the car is here. So uh, so I, I can't go to the party right now. God, I wish I, I wish to some extent this was streamed because I, James's face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I shall phone for a cab. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wonderful, Arkwright. I don't Thank know you. to where, but I shall. <laughs> After a few hours of um, you figuring out where precisely Figgy lives and getting over there and all the sort of things involved in that, all of you eventually find yourself at Figgy's estate. You have probably about an hour, I'll say, before the party begins. Is there anything that you would all like to do 
uh, in preparation ahead of this party. Cocktails? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, dear. Come into my afternoon sitting room and we'll have some cocktails. Some cocktails will appear. (laughs) I... Arkwright will prepare some Bloody Marys. <laughs> um, Simply because he he knows Pebble Dash is still hung out of her. Arkwright, you go to um, put your hand on on a cocktail shaker. And as you kind of, as your hand kind of touches down, you feel the gentle caress of a white glove. Friedrich? And you see this tall, dark man who you know to be Friedrich. Oh, <laughs> Just look at you solemnly in the eye and shake his head. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, this is clearly your job. <laughs> and, and, and. We must all learn to live with this. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so I apologize. I I apologize. Uh, you do go on. He just nods mm. very, very pristinely, mm. and just like that. You lose him from your vision, oh. and where he was, four Bloody Marys are out on a tray. Oh, oh no! Oh, the poor man. Oh, we're the bad guys. Oh no! We've always, always been the bad guys. <laughs> always have been. Uh. Oh. oh. Amazing. We have some cocktails, well, I guess. <laughs> I do have some bloody Marys, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So um, sorry. Hang on. <laughs> so um, for for visual um, reference, I, I, I picture um, the uh, Fitzroy estate to be quite um, old-fashioned and wood yes. and quite kind of, um, you know, fusty in that that uh fashionably old way yes. dora is currently wearing a um ruched gold lame dress um with sequins on the shoulder a um head wrap with a giant peacock feather poking out the top um at, she's lounged on one of your um one of your sofas and you can tell that every time she sits up or moves around like glitter basically like some of the sequins fall off and just embed <laughs> themselves in your antique furniture <laughs> really just what i'm offering you now if you want is an opportunity to do any kind of recon or information gathering ahead of going to the party if you so wish but there's no need to do that if you'd rather not and go in and enjoy yourself I think Arkwright will obviously be attempting to secure some some uh, something of a guest list, <laughs> just Ooh. any any of a guest mm-hmm. list from anyone who might have something approaching. How, how are you going to go about doing that? Are you wanting to roll? Are you wanting to use a scene cue? I don't think he's. I don't think I'm going to use a scene cue. I think I'll just. I'm going to try and get by. Okay. On either wit and sharp or bravado and pers- persuasion, both of which are equally high. I'll accept uh, bravado and persuasion. Great. I think I'm going to call the house and say we 
are preparing to arrive and for the purposes of instructing these fine people uh, on the title the appropriate titles that will be used to refer to each member of this party um who is in attendance uh, that we may maintain the proper decorum marvelous <laughs> i would like two successes from you on this mm, there's only one okay okay cat well let's i must have a talent for this i'm dealing with a member of staff after all mm-hmm. there's gotta be um aside from just creating an npc and this feels <laughs> early days to do that um i think i've just got to you just got i think i've just got to accept the inevitable so you ring up and you uh get the one of the porters who is looking after the royal modernist gallery and specifically organizing this function in fact you're on the phone uh and you hear the voice answer uh, Hello, this is Adrian. You've reached the Royal Modernist Gallery. Hello, Adrian. This is Herbert Arkwright. I'm Hello. the valet for <laughs> uh, Lady Pebble Dash and, of course, the other members of the um, RSPCA. Um, the oh. invitees to this uh, <laughs> oh. this this event... Um, and I would just like to request for the purposes of uh, proper uh, preparation for addressing titles, uh, a, a guest list, if if at all possible. Oh, let me see. RSPA. Oh, not there. And he's kind of flicking through pages. No. Oh, yes. Right down the bottom. That's, that would be the one. Yes. <laughs> no. 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 Might I ask why? Well, there's quite a few members of the aristocracy joining us tonight. Mm. We do not want to compromise their security. Uh, well, this is true, but I assure you, one staff member to another, that uh, this this information will be kept closely at hand. Sir... I do not intend to lose my job today. No. You know, of course, that Princess Marjorie Chen will be in attendance, and Her Royal Highness is very keen to accept you into her marvellous gallery. But otherwise, I intend to give you no further information. (laughs) Well, it's just that you wouldn't wish for... um any of your important guests to be embarrassed or humiliated by not being addressed by their proper titles imagine how how affronted they would feel i mean if we're talking about losing jobs it's uh, somebody's job to announce all these people and don't you think a little bit of uh, preparation time uh, uh, might only aid greasing the wheels in in, in your regard uh, I I like this. So... I was telling myself I wouldn't be evil. I'll give you a lucky coin, because this is good. I'll let you use it to uh, now. To re-roll, like. okay. Well, what you do is you flip a coin, yeah, and oh. that's whether or not you succeed. Do you want it to be odds or evens? 
let's say odds. Okay. Doesn't look uh, like a successful face. Uh, no. It looks like a fail to me. Sir, if you do not end this conversation now, I will send Her Majesty's guards to your door. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> oh, well. Damn. <laughs> Looks like Arkwright's found some motivation for this session. <laughs> Looks like I have an NPC whose name I need to remember. <laughs> Adrian. Uh, what I would say is, because uh, obviously Mel rushed off to get to Figgy's place. Of course. And then uh, waiting around and then realising that obviously uh, Dora is dressed up. Figgy is, is, always looks resplendent and obviously Mel does not. So, <laughs> Mel will go through the house and be like, what can I do? What can I do? And it's like, well, we are representatives of the pretty avians. And oh my God. does have a lot of animals. So I would like to try and make an outfit with animals <laughs> incorporated that doesn't necessarily harm them. <laughs> yeah. I just want everyone at home to know that on this call, as that sentence went on, we all kind of leaned in a little bit like, where's this sentence going to end? <laughs> this feels like a horrible idea. <laughs> just like, I have an idea. Yeah. I. You know what? Good. I like it. Um, let's do creativity and passion. Uh, to see what you can rustle up. Oh, well, that is four dice in that, by the way. I was mm-hmm. I was happy to go for Bravado and Persuasion as I chase no. around various chickens. Uh, no, but I, think, I think creativity <laughs> with, you know, finding what you can and making okay. it into something. That is, uh, out of the four dice, I have two successes, so six and a five. Two. Nice. Okay. I'm going to say this is a success. What I'm going to say to you, <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is what you find. Okay? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> you find uh, a handful of items, including some loose peacock feathers. You find uh, some animal print, like clothing, obviously printed, you know, whether it's printed, whether it's real skin, who's to say? Yep, 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 uh, yep. But you find certainly some like items that were, you know, buried in Figgy's closet. They were a bit dusty, unused that you could probably <laughs> repurpose. And what you also find hidden in like a broom closet in like the back of the worst wing of the house is this <laughs> a single red squirrel. <laughs> Do with it what you will. <laughs> Is this huge rolled up canvas that on one side has a immaculate oil painting of an eagle. (laughs) And that's what you find. Excellent. I go, well, that's going to be the bottom of the dress. (laughs) Roll it round as like a sort of a... a, um, Yeah, like a a bellhop dress. Yes. with that and then I will stick various bits together priceless painting <laughs> well, it's in the back it's in the back of the worst wing figuratively yeah. isn't <laughs> bothered by it it's rolled up it's not even in a frame yeah that's cool she won't even know what well, it is when I took it down off the frame it then rolled up so then I'm obviously yeah, I have yeah. to ah. unroll it <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So you've got a little bellhop dress. Yes. <laughs> oil painting with an eagle as the skirt. And what is on top? 
uh, what is on top? Well, uh, obviously, um, I've got those peacock feathers, which will I'll come out the back a little bit. It's not mm. perfect. Uh, obviously, you've got a little bit of the. I'll use that uh, the animal print as some sort of like uh, as a sort of very cool belt. But then yeah. realizing that I don't really have a top top. No. Um, <laughs> I go. Uh, Okay, and I'll go into my uh, massive book of sheet music and create uh, <sighs> a top, like sort of corset, to- uh, to- uh, yeah, corset essentially with my music on it. Amazing, like, oh. with two successes. Yeah. As ramshackle oh, as this is, it looks really good. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you kind of sweep downstairs I made into the best Bohemian win. <laughs> <laughs> You sweep downstairs into the afternoon sitting room uh, and everyone can marvel in your resplendence. The problem is with both the canvas and the paper, I can't, it's not a flexible material. You crunch every step. I I, I crunch and I have to go like side on to places. Yeah. (laughs) Also avoid the fireplace. Oh, yes, no. (laughs) And hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, pray it's an inside party. No, Mel, Mel, darling, I love it. I love it. Thank it's you. It's bold. Yes. It's de- it, it just resonates like like a power, like a like a specifically female, almost almost girlish power. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going for. You are just you really are a trendsetter, and oh. I'm so <laughs> glad that we're friends. I'm so glad that we're friends. <laughs> yes, <sighs> you, you do look lovely, dear. My, my my uncle Humphrey painted a picture very much like that <laughs> lovely motif on your skirt. How oh, did he? I said, I said it's just I, said, oh, I haven't thought about it for years. Quite reminiscent, really lovely, lovely. It's great. Well, your uncle Humphrey is yes, yeah, so such a famous artist. Like, yeah. yeah, like truly, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, definitely Mel is like, must put back that painting <laughs> once I'm done. When midnight strikes, I must leave. <laughs> Honestly. We're going to a party in a gallery, and you've just told me that's a famous painting. (laughs) (laughs) Arkwright's going to go and find a a dress in Mel's size for the for just to keep when it happens for when it it burns. It will. It will. will. You wouldn't want her to be without clothes. No. Amazing. Uh, Any last things before we move to the party? No, let's do it. I think we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, so you, uh, uh, a car arrives out front. It's this long uh, carriage uh, with enough seating for all of you and a separate driver's compartment. You all file in um, and it kind of trundles down the road for about, 30 seconds uh, and you uh, the car comes to a halt and you find yourself outside of the Royal Modernist Gallery. This is a striking building that was constructed uh, on the order of Princess Marjorie Chen uh, again next in line to the throne. She's a great lover of the arts uh, and uh, clearly of birds as she is hosting the party here tonight as you all roll up what you see out front of this kind of gorgeous 
stone carved building swirling in many different shapes is a huge banner that reads a royal celebration of the RSPB. Yes. <gasps> I did. Wonderful. We're the guests of honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, B. B? Not A. You're a letter, one letter out. <laughs> oh. Oh my yes. God. They've made a mistake on the sign? Well, <laughs> that's so I, embarrassing for them. I f- I fear my fears perhaps have been made manifest um, <laughs> and that, in fact, we are but guests to a royal event mm. for the royal society. Do you, th- do you all <laughs> think you can cope with that, I suppose? Uh, always frame it as a request. Always frame it as a question. Never as a snide statement. Never. <laughs> That's training. That's my training. <laughs> A servant is about to open uh, the car door. Are there any last things before your fate is sealed and you must enter this party? Dora is still shaking her head. I mean, Arkwright seems really seized upon this uh, idea that this isn't our party. And I'm very tempted to repeat to him my winners and losers uh. speech. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if he didn't take it in the first time, that's really his problem. Oh, don't worry. I remember. <laughs> I wrote it down. It was quite a good speech. You could give it again. It was it was a great speech. Yeah. I, I wasn't here for it. As you give the speech, you are escorted into the building and through this large um, arched door into an enormous foyer that leads on to a absolutely uh, enormous hall that normally is filled with artworks and things like that, but now has been... Uh, set up to exhibit just a few pieces and has a large space for dancing on the floor. There are some uh, servants kind of walking about holding canapes and flutes of champagne and, and all those various different things. What you don't spot as you come into the room is any other guest. <gasps> and you uh, you see hmm. that um, uh, at the door is... You wouldn't recognize him, but you by his face, but certainly by his voice. Arkwright is Adrian of. Oh, hello, this bastard! <laughs> Are you here for the party? Yes, we're the guests of honor. I think you'll find. No, the princess is not here yet. Are uh, you the RSPB? A yes. Oh, oh yes. The contest winners. See, I I hit Arkwright in the chest like a bit too hard. (laughs) See? (laughs) Well, you are certainly the first to arrive. Uh, Yes, we are, by nature, first. (laughs) Champagne! Uh, You kind of swan into the room, kind of pushing past Adrian. And and you... (laughs) You you indulge in the champagne and the various different drinks. Is there anything else that you are doing while you're there? So just to be clear, there is absolutely nobody else in this gallery except just us. Just a bunch of servants. I feel we are, like, unfashionably early for this sort of thing. Like, I thought this was going to be teeming full of people. Utter rot. Young people these days had no appreciation for the early hours. This is the correct time to be here. How on earth can you get home at a reasonable hour to be tucked up with a hot toddy if, if, you, if you're not getting out until after 6pm? And then and with that 
Figgy just swans off, like just strides off to look at the paintings. Oh, amazing. As you're looking, could I get a creativity and passion uh, from you just to kind of observe these pieces of art and see what you can recognize about them? With my one dice in creativity and passion, I've rolled a four, so no. Oh, oh. Uh, some lovely pictures you're not sure what of, but at that you do hear a uh, kind of... <clears throat> Announcing the arrival of one Countess Tilly Culpepper and her fiancé, Lord Sanjay Rigley. And you see kind of coming into the room. They're not expecting there to be other people here. I would love a quick um, wit and sharp from everyone. Oh, no. To see if they can spot anything here. (laughs) Nothing for me. Enjoying the champagne. Uh, One success from me. Nice. One success. One success. Two successes. Two things happen here. First of all, Figgy and Mel, you immediately spot that Lord Sanjay looks annoyed. (laughs) <laughs> looks like super annoyed Excellent. and then sees you and like the color kind of drains out of his face and he just marches off away from the Countess Tilly Culpepper away into the depths of the gallery. Arkwright, with your keen eye, what you spy before they fully get in there is they're having a hushed argument (gasps) under their breath as they come in. And you you just hear the words with that keen ear of the princess's patronage. Mm. Okay. I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> Could I also just Arkwright quickly get you to do me a culture and etiquette role? I just want one success. I think one success is is good here. Got two dice. That's I have I have one six I have one success. Amazing. You oh, know God. that Countess Tilly Culpepper is the close and trusted confidant of Princess Marjorie Chen. Interesting. And kind of as they arrive, so too do a handful of other guests. You see that four uh, painters are announced in the room. There's a Ida Titsworth, a Valentina Flores, a Douglas Weatherway, and a Jabari Akello, all of whom are announced as artists and painters who uh, are at this party. Um, You also spy one Viscountess Nellie Lee (laughs) step into the room, (laughs) having been invited due to her royal affiliation as opposed to any victory. Uh, For those at home, a little reminder, uh, the last time we saw Viscountess Nellie Lee, she was slowly drifting through the Eventide Park Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Who could have done that? It's good she lived. (laughs) She is also here. She is all of about 13 years old, I think, and several more 
guests kind of milling about uh, before the princess arrives. Is there anything that you would all like to do now in this in this instance? Arkwright's going to collect a drink from a, a tray of a staff member and deliver it to the Countess Culpepper. Oh, and just oh, do I do it? Do I spend do I spend yes. this right off the bat? Do it, do it, do it. I'm going to utilize disarming charm. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm going to utilize disarming charm uh, with the Cantus Culpepper. Go on, then. Let's just see what happens. Okay. What? Tell me what it does. The uh, the ability. You keenly turn on your charm to make yourself irresistible. Mm-hmm. Be aware with whom you entangle. It might get messy. Plus scandal. <gasps> okay. How do you approach the Countess? I think I'm I'm gonna put on the most like professional and charismatic demeanor that I have spent decades <laughs> attempting to cultivate for these people and just attempt to deliver to this clearly frustrated and stressed countess uh what all these people really need in this kind of situation, which is alcohol. And just try to be the provider of a of a stiff upper lip and professionalism that perhaps one might feel inclined to spill plenty of secrets oh. to. And um, just say, ah, uh, Countess Culpepper, um, a, a drink for you, perhaps. Oh, you are a darling. Much needed. It is my duty to provide that which people so clearly need. Thank you, thank you. Of course. I'm sorry, I don't think we've met before. Oh, I'm just a member of Star. My name is um, Arkwright. Uh, I'm a a valid, but but you you could call me Herbert, perhaps. Herbert, Um, delightful hmm. name. Thank you. Ah, oh, are you a member of the staff here at the gallery, or are you? Do you belong to one of these other attendees? Oh, I'm a guest to the attendees, but I I can't help but resist helping helping people who who, who clearly need help. It's why I got into the job in the first place. Oh yeah, I must be giving off rather bad signals, haven't I? <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. No, I just um, you know, we all. Need a bit of a pick-me-up before a long evening in uh, this lovely gallery. Ah, yes. Princess hasn't arrived yet, has she? No, no, not that I'm aware of, though we would would hear if (sighs) she were announced. Good, I need to deal with Sanjay before all that. (sighs) He's in such a mood. Anything I could help with, perhaps? Well, he's gone off somewhere into the gallery. Look, I need to speak with him. He knows what it's about, but between you and me... Hmm. I love dear Marjorie. She's a delightful doll, and we all do. She's the people princess. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Too soon, man. Sorry. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Too no, soon. No, no, no. <laughs> it's nineteen twenty. Yeah. Anything. It's decades too early. <laughs> After the loss of the. Jamboree by the RSPB and 
well, Sanjay rather letting the side down when it comes to behaviour at the event. (sighs) She confided in me that she was considering rescinding the royal patronage for the RSPB and looking to place that patronage elsewhere. But there was all speculation. And he's taken it rather to heart. If I may offer my personal opinion, uh, my professional opinion, I should say, it seems like it would be very important for him to to be here and present himself as a, as a united front with you uh, as a couple uh, in order to attempt to reaffirm Princess Marjorie's faith in him. I think you're quite right. That's why I need to talk some sense into him. I have to admit, though, he... He stormed, away. he stormed away quite aggressively. I'm well, he certain did. he's coming back. He's a bit... Fr- he doesn't like the wi- the winners are here, you see. Oh, God. Do you think he'll leave? Uh, unlikely. I mean, he's stubborn as all hell. Well, certainly, but... but I mean, you said it yourself. Humiliating circumstance. I'll be absolutely certain he won't... He won't somehow depart and leave you here to deal with the princess alone? I mean, it's possible. I mean... He's taken such a beating lately. He had to let Pippa go. A Pippa? I'm unfamiliar. Yes, yes, Dame Pippa. She was rather a bit humiliating at the Jamboree, and that's... Yes. Society is rather in crisis, and I don't know if he could be... If he, if he leaves, that could spell the end for the RSPB. That would be horrible. It truly I, would. Look, between <laughs> I... You need to be here in this room, and I I can go. I can go anywhere. So so you remain here, and I'll go attempt, as in vain as it may be, to stop Lord Sanjay from leaving. Would you do that for me? Of course I would. I would do anything to help a friend of the royals. (laughs) Anything. Thank you so much. Sorry, what was your name again? Uh, <laughs> uh, do I lie? Um, Arkwright, the 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 valet um, to the RSPA, the winners. Yes, but I f- honestly I felt so horrible about what took place that day. I feel so inclined just to make things right. Okay. You're making a bravado and persuasion. I want two successes. Good thing I just leveled that up. <laughs> you got all the information for free with your your scene cube. My guy, I got a five and two sixes. <laughs> Wait, so did you get three successes? I got three successes. Well, that's just so kind of you. Oh, it's all a bit of fun. It's just for the love of the game. And that such such sour blood has so clearly been spilt, not only between these people, but between between you and Lord Sanjay over this. Oh. I couldn't live with myself to know that this was taking place. You're quite right. Thank you. Yeah, I will do my best. And I suppose I'll leave. Yep. <laughs> are you, where are you going? I'm going to head off after Lord Sanchez. Okay, oh do you want to inform anyone else? Oh, no. They'll <laughs> just start talking to people about it. And Sorry, let me rephrase. Just... Please, could you inform everyone? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um... Just so I can get them involved. 
how no oh. no no i presume there were some other this is fine uh, that we're gonna involve <laughs> yeah i feels like Arkwright's got it under control so we can go do I, our no, own I things. I assumed other plot lines would begin <laughs> yeah. evolving around whatever nonsense I'm going to try and pull. So, uh, Mel, I, I, I do believe this party requires some music. If you could sing that champion song that you wrote for us, um, <laughs> yes. that would be... I just, I think it'd be appropriate now at our own party held for us. Yes. Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> so, well, again, depending on what Arkwright's movie could do, they will see me sort of shuffle into the centre of the room, mm-hmm. hopefully next to all the artists. I've so keenly got their names together. And I'm like, um, <coughs> um, hello, everyone. Um, I, I thought I'd dedicate this song to, uh, well, one of our most erstwhile members, uh, uh, Figgy. They're just over there. And, uh, Figgy! Figgy! <laughs> hello, yes, us. Hello. And I, st- I start to sing Figgy's song, which, as we all remember, is... So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, really, really wanna figure fig. Ah. <laughs> Amazing. Dora's dancing by herself alone in the middle of the room, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> Romeo creativity and passion. I believe this game has a advantage thing where I give you an extra dice. Uh, I'll wait till you confirm it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you give you an extra dice on that because that that was good. Okay, well that is five dice, folks. So, mm. oh, only one success, only one five in those five dice. You get a polite golf clap from the room. But I, I'm going at full speed so that like I'm jumping up and down. Uh, the dress doesn't move, but I move. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So good. Uh, you, you are doing that. You are gaining yep. the view of the audience and the artists. Arkwright, is Arkwright heading upstairs or is he going to tell someone? I think Arkwright would probably inform Mel just because they're <laughs> closest in... I know, but like now, so it's a little Did too late. Did you just late. have to checklist who is the most sensible and just... <laughs> no, just like, I don't know. I think, I think Ar- Arkwright has a very keen sense of the class structure of this uh, group and is very aware of, of of which of this group is the closest so, Fiona's to been him, dancing but... constantly since okay, the song so, started. So Mel Vaps wish might everyone not be the best see. idea. Um, perhaps he'll go and tell Figgy <laughs> then. Correct choice. Um, that there's a, a, um Lady Duchess, uh, hello. Um, lovely party so far, isn't it? Yes, I, the song is quite good, actually. I oh, <laughs> yes, excellent. Um, truly excellent. Uh, Figgy taps her, uh, her, her cane in time to the music. There ain't no stopping her now. And I, um, I've uncovered a little bit of... Um, turbulence in the relationship of uh, the Lord Sanjay um, and uh, the Countess Culpepper Um, and I think that perhaps this may be best exploited for um, just just for the smoothness of the the rest of the evening. There seems to be some question about whether Lord Sanjay may maintain the patronage the royal patronage 
go going forward. Arkra, that's this sounds a lot like gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I'm going to stop you there, Arkra, because okay, this is fantastic. Okay, good. <laughs> I never did tell you about my interaction at the Peccadillo Bridge Club with Sanjay. Did you I? didn't? No. no. I, as as we go to defeat him utterly, I will tell you okay. the story. Yes. Great. Yes. Brilliant. Then uh. <laughs> <laughs> let's walk and talk. <laughs> Are you taking Figgy up to see Lord Sanjay? Ah, uh, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, go on then, yeah. Here's the real question. Now that she's started the story, can you avoid taking figures? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh then yeah, let's go. Amazing. If you want to prompt him to leave, Figgy's probably a good missile to throw. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. You begin to walk up the stairs, and as you do so, you hear a firm boom, boom. Presenting Her Royal Majesty, the Princess Marjorie Chen. And there is rapturous applause as you see the delightfully dressed Princess Marjorie Chen in tulle and pink and a little tiara swan into the room and go, Oh, hello, everyone! And that is where we are going to end today's episode of What Am I Rolling? Thank you, everyone, so much for uh, listening to this game. Again, this is Flabbergasted, uh, published by The Wanderer's Tome and written by Fleur and Chelsea Skirtino. Uh, you can get the book at the link in the podcast description. Please do. It is a lot of fun. And in the meantime, uh, you can go check out uh, me. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Smooth, smooth. Uh, Liz and James and I are from the show Realms of Peril and Glory. We do everything from indie games to established titles, one-shots to campaigns, uh, and we do gorgeous sound design, beautiful original music made by James, where we we present everything and anything we can get our hands on. Uh, We just love role-playing games, so if you like this show, I reckon you're going to like that show. So go check us out at realmspod.com. Or just search Realms of Peril and Glory where we get your podcasts. But before you go away and do that, first of all, we need to hear all about everyone else's stuff. Uh, starting with Jane, tell us about what you got going on. So I uh, I, I work with Rowan Rook and Deckard, those purveyors of quite wonderful role-playing games. Uh, I'm allowed to say they're wonderful because I don't write them, so you're in safe hands there. But you should go to rowanrookanddeckard.com and you should buy some games. Yeah. Uh, that would make us all happy and it make you happy because they're great uh fiona uh hello everyone so when i'm not uh <laughs> trying to wedge myself into being the life and soul of every party <laughs> uh you can find me on here what am i rolling which is a twice monthly rpg one shot podcast we all do different systems and stuff uh i mostly run them but obviously having wonderful guests like uh zach run them for us as well uh i also run the dm's book club if you're like i hate role-playing games except the one uh which i appreciate everyone here <laughs> runs and plays in other rpgs <laughs> possibly in addition to D um we do a D uh, law podcast with 
with myself and my co-host Hamilton. Uh, we read about some D&D and how we can improve it and how we can make it better for everyone and in not in your D&D games, but also in your other role-playing games as well. And at some point, we've got the GM's Book Club coming out. We're slowly going through the edit for that. And so that will be out soon as well, which does exactly the same thing, except we're going to look at the mechanics and what we love about them and how do we create stories of them. So that's what am I rolling, DM's Book Club and GM's Book Club, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, James, what have you got? Uh, hi, yes, I'm I'm James Barbarossa. As uh, Zach has already mentioned, we're from Realms of Power and Glory, where I do the music um, for the show. And uh, if you know you are interested in some music, um, I do take commissions. Uh, for the moment, I'm Barbarossaphone on Twitter, though of course these are turbulent times. <laughs> um, or I am more stably, perhaps, uh, at realmspod.com uh, slash music. And Liz. Yeah, I've been Liz Campbell. You can find me on Twitter at Liz X Campbell. That's Liz, the letter X Campbell. Uh, as Zach said, I'm also on uh, Realms of Peril and Glory. If you want to check out one of the specific games on Realms, a good place to start, I would suggest if you like this kind of slightly zany tone, um, I and Zach are in a series called The Witch is Dead, uh, which is a game made by uh, Rowan Rick Deckard. Um, and it's uh, really fun. I play a magpie. Check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been your Game Master Zach before. It's gone. I'm on Twitter and all the places at ZachFG. That's Z-A-C-K-F-G. But what I'd really like to say is if you are coming over to these episodes from Realms of Peril and Glory, I would highly recommend that you stay here and check out all the other fabulous games that are here. If we've run a game on the show... It's pretty goddamn likely that Fiona has also run it on this podcast. She's a marvelous game master uh, who who does some fantastic work here on What Am I Rolling? Uh, so if you listen to our show and you came over here to hear us, please stay here and also listen here. Just check out some of the other games on the feed. Find one that suits your fancy and just dive in. Believe me, you won't regret it. Oh, well, I'll send you that 50 quid after it's done. Thanks. Morning, Zach, so no worries. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got for you today, folks. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Will the rueful spotters of pretty avians manage to outwit their rivals at the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds and somehow come out on top? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were James, Jane, Liz, and me, Fiona. This episode's guest GM was Zach from Realms of Peril and Glory. Check out Realms of Peril and Glory on their website, www.realmspod.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode's RPG was Flabbergasted, a comedic tabletop role-playing game set in the Roaring Twenties. You can find out more information about Flabbergasted and grab your own copy on the Wanderers Tome website. That's www.wanderers-tome.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website at www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, adventurers need not apply. Mm-hmm.